Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, July 6. Consequences for non-vaccinated city employees. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. A new coronavirus wave continues to spread across California. Two-thirds of the state's counties are now in the high COVID-19 community level. In the high level, the CDC recommends masking in indoor public places. Currently, San Diego County is still in the medium tier. Health officials are warning people of concerning weeks ahead as two new ultra-contagious Omicron subvariants spread. The chairwoman of Homo Indian Village was appointed to serve on the Tribal Advisory Committee for the U.S. Department of Interior Secretary. Erica Pinto will serve as the Pacific Region's primary member on the committee, representing more than 100 tribes throughout California. The committee was created for tribal leaders to have direct communication with federal officials. Pinto's one-year term began last month. Governor Gavin Newsom pardoned former San Diego Sarah Cruzan on Friday. Cruzan served 18 years in prison for killing her pimp when she was only 16. She said her pimp had sexually abused her and trafficked her for sex starting when she was only 13. Newsom said Cruzan has transformed her life and dedicated herself to community service. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. While they refused to be vaccinated and tested for COVID-19, and now those San Diego City employees could be fired. KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser has been following the story and has this update on the whole situation. The city confirmed it has issued advance notice of termination letters to at least three dozen employees, half of them in the San Diego Police Department. KPBS obtained the letter templates through a Public Records Act. The letters say the employee's refusal to take COVID tests, quote, amounts to insubordination or serious breach of discipline. But the letters are just the beginning of the city's dismissal process for the workers, says city spokesperson Nicole Darling. So city employees who were granted an exemption from the COVID-19 vaccination mandate are required to do the weekly testing. There are several employees in the police department who have failed to comply with that weekly testing accommodation. So those who fail to comply will be issued an advance notice of termination. 
and they will be afforded all of their due process rights and their rights to representation. So the city has issued already advance notice of termination letters to approximately two dozen employees in other city departments for failing to comply with that weekly testing accommodation. Those employees have also been afforded their due process rights and rights to representation. The city of San Diego approved the vast majority of requests to skip the COVID vaccine for religious reasons, but with the requirement that those employees then submit to regular testing. But about 10 percent of employees, most of them police, also insisted that testing violates their religious beliefs. They said their Christian beliefs instruct them not to use testing swabs because they contain ethylene oxide. The chemical is a known carcinogen, but it is not actually present on the swabs. It's used as a gas to sterilize them. Medical and religious experts say the employees' claims are groundless. KPBS asked Mayor Todd Gloria for his response to the claims. He says, I think we have been exceedingly patient. Uh, with these folks. We have uh, worked on this on an individual basis to understand where they're at and what the concerns are. Um, And so to the extent that individuals can be out of compliance and continue to work, uh, that is not ideal. Uh, But we, of course, will follow our due process for these individuals and hope, as the vast majority of them have, uh, that they'll come into compliance. Employees can appeal and then go through what's called a Skelly hearing. After that, if the city still decides to fire the employee, he or she would get a notice of termination from the department head. Claire Tregesser, KPBS News. The city of San Diego's mayor, Todd Gloria, spoke with KPBS's Maureen Cavanaugh about homelessness and policing in the city. Here's that interview. Right now, San Diego seems to have a split personality when it comes to dealing with homelessness. On the one hand, outreach and services are expanding. On the other, crackdowns on homeless tent encampments and the cars and vans of homeless people are increasing. So what is going on? I would disagree with the question, Maureen, respectfully. I think we have a very uh, focused uh, plan uh, that provides robust services uh, for our homeless individuals. Uh, in a year and a half that I've been privileged to be the mayor of the city, we have uh, created and dramatically expanded our homeless street outreach efforts. We have dramatically increased the amount of shelter beds that are available on any given night with more on the way. And we've been very deliberate in pursuing pro-housing policies that create housing, not just for the formerly homeless, but for working and middle-class San Diegans that also are squeezed by our housing crisis. Um, all of these are being made available And there is an expectation that folks will avail themselves of these services. Uh, What we also will be in terms of compassion uh, for those sleeping on the sidewalk is not allow them to live in the kind of squalid conditions that resulted in 20 of them dying in 2017 when we had a hepatitis A outbreak. So I don't think that there's a, uh, a split approach to this. What I think we have is leading with compassion, providing all of those resources at the cost of tens of millions of dollars annually to taxpayers. Um, And we have an expectation that folks will utilize those services is to get off the streets and stay off the streets. Leaving people on the sidewalk, Marine, is not compassionate. And San Diego will be led by compassion when it comes to addressing our homelessness crisis. Mayor Gloria, the San Diego Union Tribune is reporting on the exodus of San Diego police officers from the department, a 52% increase over last year. Now, the report suggests a number of possible explanations for police resigning, from vaccine mandates to staffing shortages to new police reforms. Why do you think San Diego is losing police officers? 
Well, not a matter of what I think, but what I know is that this is not unique to San Diego. When I talk to my fellow colleagues, mayors across this nation, all of us are seeing this. It's a national trend that I think speaks to many of the issues that you raised. You know, law enforcement is a difficult job uh, in normal times. These are not normal times. There is tremendous scrutiny, tremendous accountability, appropriately so, as well as other demands and pressures on those folks who uh, take on these responsibilities. My job is to make sure that we resource them appropriately. We have fully funded our police department in the new city budget uh, to compensate them fairly. We recently approved uh, 10% pay raises for our law enforcement officers, uh, and then to hold them accountable by doing things like having an independent police review board. Uh, what I think we're seeing, particularly here in San Diego, is a large number of our officers are retirement age, and many of them are choosing to retire. And that may go back to your question about pension benefits and the like. You know, we have to find ways to incentivize folks uh, to be able to work here at the city of San Diego and to stay. One of the things I'm currently working with Chief Nislight on is a package of recruitment and retention bonuses that can cause people to want to choose to come work at the city of San Diego. I think we have one of the best police departments in the country. If we explain that to folks who are considering a career in law enforcement, my belief is they'll choose to come work here at the city. KPBS reporter Claire Tregesser is reporting today that the city is starting to send out termination letters to city employees, including police, who have refused to get a COVID vaccination and refused to take weekly COVID tests. Won't that increase the staffing shortages at the SDPD? It could, but it doesn't have to, Maureen. Uh, the fact of the matter is we implemented our vaccine mandate uh, late last year. And uh, as you can tell by timeline, we have been extremely patient and working with individuals on an individual basis to identify those who need a, a reasonable accommodation when it comes to being vaccinated and then providing testing free of charge while at work to make it super convenient for folks to stay within um, the guidelines of our vaccine mandate. Um, I don't think it's too much to ask uh, for folks to protect the health of themselves, uh, their coworkers, and the folks that we're honored and privileged to serve. And that's what this vaccine mandate is about. Uh, you are right. Uh, we are at a point now where, you know, over six, seven months into this, uh, we have folks who continue to not uh, either request an exemption or who have requested one but are now refusing to test. At some point, there is a disciplinary process that has to kick in, that is kicking in now. My fervent hope is that folks will understand why they should get vaccinated and choose to do so, or if they continue to feel as though they can't be vaccinated uh, for whatever uh, religious or health reason, uh, that they get tested on a regular basis. Marina, it's not too much to ask. It's what I'd ask every San Diegan to do. And I think it's particularly important for public servants, people who serve our public, our residents directly uh, to do that. Uh, a part of why I was able to enjoy the 4th of July holiday, why so many San Diegans were able to enjoy that, is that we've been able to increase our vaccine vaccination rates and thereby reduce our infection rates and allow our economy to reopen again. I think that uh, city workers should lead by example, and they have. Marine, prior to the adoption of our vaccine mandate, roughly 69% of city employees were vaccinated. After the implementation of the mandate, we're over 90% now. Again, that was San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host, Marine Kavanaugh. I know you've probably heard about Friendship Park, a place where families separated by the border can see and talk to each other through the fence. But plans by the Biden administration to rebuild the border wall may put an end to that tradition. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis spoke with activists who are angered by the new developments. Yeah, this latest announcement really amounts to the uh, complete desecration of this historic location. 
That's Reverend John Fanistil, a longtime advocate for Friendship Park. He says replacing the existing fences with two 30-foot-tall walls would destroy any sense of binational unity in this space. Friendship Park is located in the coastal borderlands near Imperial Beach, and it's become hollowed ground for families separated by the border. For decades, they've used it as a gathering space to see and even talk to the loved ones on the other side. But plans for new border walls do not include gates or any space for families to see each other. Reverend Seth Clark says that he was shocked by the plans, particularly because President Joe Biden ran on a campaign promise to stop Trump's border wall. And that's really disappointing, right? Because there was this promise that things were going to be different, that there would not be any more walls. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Customs and Border Protection confirmed plans to replace the existing fence, but did not respond to questions about public access in the future. Coming up, delays at the San Diego airport. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Stay close. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. While you may have thought it was bad before, but getting to and from San Diego International Airport is going to be even tougher than usual this week. To explain, here's KPBS reporter John Carroll. In order to build a new Terminal 1 parking structure, the pedestrian bridge between the terminal and the old Terminal 1 parking lot has to go. Crews are demolishing it now. It should be complete by Friday. That will mean moving traffic flows from one place to another this week. The airport's Sabrino Lo Piccolo says it's more imperative than ever that you allow plenty of time to get to the airport. We have uh, detours, we have lanes cut, um, so we really just need you to allow at least two hours ahead of time to get to the airport, get dropped off through security into your gate. Years of demolition and construction lie ahead before the entire Terminal 1 project is complete, slated to happen in 2028. John Carroll, KPBS News. Well, I guess if we all did our part, this wouldn't happen every year. Dozens of volunteers turned out at San Diego beaches yesterday to tackle the morning after mess. What was left behind after Fourth of July's celebrations? KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado tells us the yearly beach cleanup is also a call to action year-round. There's a big mess left on our beaches the day after America's birthday party. A lot of cigarette butts, a lot of plastic, a lot of uh, party streamers. Marisol McLaughlin is just one of dozens of volunteers with the Surfrider Foundation's annual beach cleanup who set out to do something about it. She's expecting her first baby. I'd like to bring my daughter out here. Picking up trash is just the least that I can do. It's, you know, every little bit counts, but then when the community comes together, 
we can really make an impact, which is nice. Alex Farron with the Surfrider Foundation says while one day cleanups are important, it's what they find that will help some trash disappear forever. We're collecting data to try to help inform policy so that we can reduce at the source, right? Like we saw with the state bag ban, we don't see those plastic bags on the beaches anymore. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. And talking about doing your part, Chula Vista and Carlsbad have launched their composting efforts in a bid to meet new state requirements to keep food out of landfills. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson says their new programs began Friday. Republic Services began picking up the organic waste late last week, and they now mix what used to go into the Otay landfill with green waste. About 3% of what's being dumped in the composting part of the landfill complex is now food scraps and some paper waste like coffee filters. Republic's Chris Cini says residents will collect the organic waste in plastic boxes called food caddies and add it to the green bin for green waste. It's going to take time for you know residents to get on board and start participating, using those kitchen caddies and getting food waste into the container. Once residents adopt the new habits, the landfill officials expect the facility to process about 200 tons a day of green waste. The move is part of California's requirement to keep organic waste out of landfills. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.